What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. This is our first instant reaction podcast of the 2022 season as the 49ers get the win over the Green Bay Packers 28-21. I'm Rob Stats Carrera. Happy to be with you and happy to be joined by Niners Nation podcaster emeritus, Javi <laughs> Vega with us. What's up, Javi? Hey, what's up, Rob? Thanks for having me. Um, just been busy. Uh, football's back. Like I, I got the itch on the drive home from work. I'm like, oh, Niners are on. Let's see who's podding tonight. And then you put the link up. I was like, wait, maybe Rob doesn't have anybody to go on with him. So reached out and I'm here. So yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. And we're happy to have you. Michelle Magic was supposed to join us. Uh, something came up, unfortunately, so she had to bow out. So you're really doing me a solid by no hopping problem. in here. Thank you very much. We're here. We're going to be here reacting to everything that happened. We'll take your questions, your comments, drop us in, and we'll get as many comments and questions as we can as we run through what I think on the whole, Javi, you have to say is a very successful first week of the preseason for the Niners. Yeah, absolutely. The Niners are going to Super Bowl. That's it. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. No, um, I think so far just through this entire preseason training camp, minimal injuries, really good reports from a lot of the rookie class, which is kind of surprising for for me to come away from one preseason game to think your first five picks might get significant snaps this year, right? I, initially, I had thought this was a draft class that was going to kind of be for next year. It seems like they're going to get contribute uh, contributions out of all these guys right away. So that's a plus Trey Lance looked good. The accuracy issues that people had mentioned during camp really didn't show up. I think there's a, there's a definitive um, difference between completion percentage and accuracy, which people Mm -hmm. don't seem to understand. So, you know, four or five, 92 yards and a touchdown, 158.3, you know, pass rating. So like, I mean, what more can the guy do? And Kyle, you know, I think Kyle just wanted to take a shot right after the Jordan Love touchdown. Hey, say, say to LaFleur, like, hey, I can do that too. Um, so that's a big part of it. This team, you know, was talking to people down here in Texas and, you know, they're all Cowboys fans. They don't feel comfortable about the Cowboys, but a lot of them seem to like this Niner team, especially with the defense. We saw that today. So Sam Womack, like, what? Where do you find these guys? It's unreal, man. Fifth round draft picks. Uh, Carlo Garibay talking about the quarterbacks has finally a QB that can throw more than 40 yards in the air. I saw this tweet from Josh Dubow of the AP. Trey Lance's touchdown pass to Danny Gray was thrown 34 yards downfield per NFL stats. Jimmy Garoppolo had one completion thrown at least that far in the last two seasons for the 49ers. Like, it's going <laughs> to be a different offense. And it was great to see Trey hang in there with, with the pocket, you know, closing around. It wasn't like he was all alone back there. He stood in, and he delivered an absolutely perfect pass. And shout out Danny Gray for staying in bounds. It was the perfect capper to the night because Trey was not supposed to stay in. He was only supposed to stay in for around 10 or so plays. But I agree with you. Kyle wanted to throw him back out there, and it paid off beautifully yeah to add to the stat you just mentioned um warren sharp uh he said completions of 30 plus yards in a preseason regular season or postseason by 49ers qb since last year trey lance three on 117 attempts jimmy garoppolo one on 457 attempts to three from <laughs> trey lance uh 80 yards uh today or i'm sorry 80 yards on uh, the preseason 37 air yards, 45-yard uh, touchdown, 33 air yards, and then the one tonight, 76 yards, 34 air yards. So, yes, air yards matter. It was something that I argued for, I don't know, two and a half seasons on the other podcast that I did, and even on Niners Nation, 
air yards matter, right? Yeah. If you can score within one to two or three plays and you need those quick scores, you couldn't do it with Jimmy Garoppolo. You had to methodically drive down the field. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're in a pinch and you have to go, 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 go with the game on the line, I'd rather have somebody out there that can that can sling it and get me down the field quickly, even if it's just for a field goal attempt, right? How many times do we, do we think about that kind of stuff with Jimmy Garoppolo late in the game? Now, granted, the Niners are usually leading in those games, but during the, you know, the 20, um, the 2020 year when they were struggling a little bit, could you trust Garoppolo to get you down the field quickly? You couldn't, right? You just, we had no vertical passing game. Yep. And now Trey gives you that. And, you know, I don't think Kyle's going to put too much on tape, but I think the rest of the league knows that, hey, this kid can fling it. Kyle has the the playbook or the play calls in his playbook to make these things happen. And the rest of the league is on notice now. Now you have to account for the run game plus the deep ball. Oh, and by the way, Debo Samuel exists to hit everything, you know, intermediate for you. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a it's a very pick your poison type of offense. And I don't want to sound like a super homer here, but this might be the best version of Kyle Shanahan's offense we've seen since he's been here. It was just so encouraging. I thought what you saw from Trey is, is what you're going to see during the year, right? Because the first drive of the game ends because Trey is late and inaccurate on an out pass to Danny Gray, actually, who Danny Gray still made a hell of a play to try and come down with the ball. It was his only incompletion of the day. But Trey was late throwing the ball, and the ball was not in the best spot. He didn't give Gray enough room to make the catch on the sidelines. That's going to happen with Trey, especially early on, like, I think that's who he is as a quarterback. His accuracy is not pinpoint all the time. That doesn't matter when he throws a 76-yard touchdown to Danny Gray in the next possession. That's always what it's going to come down to with him. There are some throws he's going to miss, but the 49ers are banking on his ability to make big plays, to get to that high ceiling, and I thought tonight was a perfect example. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the first drive, nine plays, 27 yards, you know, four minutes ran off the clock, but then they come right back with three plays, 77 yards. Like you have the that ability to do both, right? Do I expect Kyle Shanahan to want to air it out every damn drive? No, because that doesn't make sense. This isn't Chip Kelly's offense. We're not going to go up tempo all, all, you know, all game long because then you're going to tire your defense. And that's how you, you know, you end up hurting your defensive side of the ball. So, you know, Kyle, Trey Lance gives you a lot. Um, a lot with this offense and gives Kyle, you know, the way I'll quote Steve Young, Kyle wanted to be expansive with his offense. He has that now. And it's finally here. Now, do I expect Trey Lance to be the MVP at the end of the year? No, I don't, but I expect him to get better on third down percentage. I expect him to be better in the red zone. I expect him to be better situationally. And this team is good enough around him to where he doesn't have to be perfect and they can win a bunch of ball games. I know I've seen stuff on Twitter. Oh, well, Javier, you said Jimmy didn't carry the team. Yeah, Jimmy didn't carry the team. And I'm not expecting a rookie, and we can still call him a rookie, to yep. carry a team. This isn't Andrew Luck, right? Andrew Luck was probably the most perfect prospect to come out, you know, in recent memory, right? And he he needed a better team around him in Indianapolis, right? The Niners have a solid team to where he can grow, develop, make plays. If they have to put stuff on his shoulders, he can probably handle it. He, handle it. he has the right demeanor. He has the right, you know, just you can see he carries himself with a level of confidence that I think the Niners and Kyle Shanahan feel very, very comfortable going forward with. I mean, you saw it. Kyle has been more public about his decision to go with Trey Lance than he ever has been. Literally the first interview of the, the offseason or the training camp was, oh, by the way, this is Trey's team, by the way. You know, right. it is what it is, right? So he's ready to go. Kyle's ready to go. This team looks ready to go. They look primed to make some noise this year, especially based off one preseason. Yeah, I know we shouldn't get all super hype, but when you go, you come away from a game like this, 
they look they, there wasn't many penalties in this game. One event wasn't where well, there weren't many mistakes. And then defensively, they got what 23 guys deep on defense if they wanted to. <laughs> it's absurd, man. It is wild the depth on this team. Uh, LA City Boy says, We'll know nothing until we say Trey matched up against a first team defense. That wasn't tonight. So, really, nothing has been revealed. Okay, fine. But here's the thing Trey had a play, he recognized what the coverage was going to be. Danny Gray got open, Trey let it rip, and the ball was in the exact perfect spot it had to be in. I don't care if it was a first-team defense, second-team defense. The play was there to be made, and Trey made it. <clears throat> I, get and, excited about that. That's okay. And to, to his comment there, Trey is making plays against probably a top-five defense every day in practice, and that defense knows exactly what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's able to do those things against our first-team unit, I expect him to do that against lesser defenses. I'm not saying Green Bay is some type of juggernaut, and I don't I don't really see too many top-tier defenses on this uh, this schedule this year. Maybe, you know, Miami's probably going to have a good one. Um, you know, the Rams should be okay. But it, it, when you look at it, I expect Kyle to be able to scheme things up to get guys wide open. I think part of the, part, part of the process with Trey in practice is, is Kyle wants to put him in these situations. He's not going to scheme up all these wide open things for him in practice. Hey, Trey, I'm going to give you this play. I know what the defense is calling, and it's on purpose. I need you to go one, two, three, and figure it out. Right. Right? Kyle always builds in the answer to his plays anyways. But in the game, he's not going to do that. He's going to try to make it as easy as possible for him after he's done all the hard stuff in practice. Like, that's what I've taken away from the reports from Jordan and Jason and all the guys who've been in training camp who've watched you know, is there some current, so is there some concerns with accuracy? Yeah, a little bit. Is he, is he not fully there yet? Yeah, we don't, we don't expect him to be. And, you know, I just feel pretty comfortable going into the season that this team should be able to win double digit ball games. I put up a poll at the, at halftime from the Niners Nation podcast Twitter feed at NN podcast. Who had the best first half for the 49ers tonight? And the choices were Trey Lance, Danny Gray, Samuel Womack, or other. Samuel Womack won going away with 53.6% of the vote, multiple interceptions, pass breakups. Like, did we steal somebody again in the late rounds of this draft? Sam Womack was a name I didn't know about. I didn't, I, it wasn't even on my radar. I don't think it was on anybody's radar, but for, I think this, this draft class, we, we could look back at it now. I think previous drafts, you can see where Kyle had his touches here and, John Lynch had his touches here. This draft feels like they relied heavily on their scouting department. Hey, we need you guys to go find us. These these specific type of players, from Spencer Burford to Samuel Womack to Danny Gray, Ty Davis Price was a name no one really knew about, right? And then the Drake Jackson thing, that's a steal. As long as he's healthy, that's a steal, in my opinion, because that guy's a first-round talent on a bad USC team didn't help him develop right you run into those type of situations um but i said at the beginning of the show this team feels like they're going to get contributions from their first five selections and if samuel womack continues to play the way he plays there's no way he doesn't make this roster and according to you know talking to jason and and jordan the guys from our nation who were at practice sam could possibly be your starting nickel corner and he's a rookie and he's cheap right on a team that's (laughs) expensive on a team that's getting very, very expensive, you need to find these pieces from a Spencer Burford to a Samuel Womack that are cheap pieces that are going to give you valuable reps Sunday every Sunday throughout the season. So 
I think they did a really good job. And those two guys, I thought both of those guys played fairly well today. Uh, Sam Spencer Burford's a dog. He was putting guys in the mud this this after this evening. Yeah, he was. So if they found a solid right guard, kudos to the to the scouting department. Kudos to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, and a, and a bigger kudos to Trent Williams for taking these guys under his wing. Right. Yeah. He said Burford and Poe came down to visit him and in Houston. They worked out and it's paying dividends. So I'm excited. I haven't been this excited about this team in a while. Partially because I knew what we were going to get with JG, but now the unknown, you know, makes you a little more excited. So um You this, should be this, excited. It's gonna be a good team, man. It's gonna be a good team. Yeah. They're gonna uh, look good. I- I like this tweet from Kyle Posey talking about Samuel Womack. He broke up a pass in nine of 13 games last year and had four games where he had at least two pass breakups. This is what he does. You can't fake that type of production, which I think is a really good point. The Niners do not have a lot of guys that are on that side of the ball that can make plays on the ball. Samuel Womack can, apparently. He was second in the nation in pass breakups last year. Like that just doesn't happen. You know, it happens because he's in good position. And he knows how to make plays on the ball. Ambry Thomas can get in good position some of the time. He didn't know how to make a play on the ball. Samuel Womack looks like he did. And it, at least he gives you hope that after Ward and Mosley, it's not like Ambry Thomas and hold your breath, right? It's not a Josh Norman situation mm. where you're white knuckling it for the entire year. At least Christ. this guy looks competent. Yeah, he looked really good. He was physical at the line of scrimmage. <clears throat> you know, he's literally running the routes for, you know, these slot these slot receivers and the tight ends that he was covering tonight. Um, he's a little bit smaller, right? We saw Cameron Williams as a smaller nickel corner, but he's physical. He's fast. He's got good ball skills. We saw that tonight. And is that something that can continue? You hit. If you hit on another fifth-round pick, how many fifth-round picks are going to keep hitting on? From Kittle to Greenlaw to now, if hopefully Womack's one of them, uh, DJ Jones was a late round pick, but you know, the, the later rounds have been successful for them and they've done really well with the scouting department. You know, the Niners arguably could have one of the best scouting departments in the NFL based on what they've shown us to find with their undrafted guys and their late round picks. This Sam Womack kid is vying, is vying for a starting position on this team. And I think he might've just earned that tonight over Denard or whoever, whoever else they were looking to play there at the nickel cornerback spot. So Sam Womack, Showed out tonight. We'll see how he looks in joint practices if Kirk Cousins practices or not. But you know that's going to be a big deal for him. That's I think that's going to be a bigger test for for Womack than than going up against Jordan Love. But you know that's uh, that's some valuable stuff there we got from Sam Womack tonight. We should get to the other important news of the night, and that comes with every preseason game, and that is injuries. There were a couple for the 49ers. One was involving Drake Jackson, who, by the way, looked. Excellent. He was flashing big time. There's a play where Jordan Love is rolling out and he's being chased by Drake Jackson and Jordan Love just puts the brakes on. And all of a sudden, Drake Jackson does the exact (laughs) same thing. And oh, by the way, he's 270 pounds. And he he broke up the play like he just looked so good. Unfortunately, on another awesome play that he made where he's literally chasing down Jordan Love from behind. He dove and I think he kind of landed funny on his shoulder and he did the thing that you hate to see when he got up, it was kind of drooping. It was kind of like hanging down a little bit and he ended up going into the locker room. I'm trying to keep an eye to see if we have some sort of update on it, but it looked like it could be maybe a dislocated shoulder or something. No official word yet, but I mean, when he was in there, he looked excellent, Javi. Yeah, absolutely excellent. This was, this was a pick that is a luxury pick for them. 
right? 61, you know, you know, I think a lot of us were expecting them to go center. I know I was, or safety. I didn't expect them to go defensive end. Like the rich get richer with this kind of pick, <laughs> right? This guy is a first round talent, right? The only real knock on him coming out of college was weight issue. And I had read a few things that there was some maturity concerns at eh, whatever, right? Everyone's got a maturity concern coming out of college. I'm not really worried <laughs> about it. Um, but had the had USC won, you know, seven, eight, nine games, he might have been a first round pick. But since USC was so crappy, yep, he falls in the draft and he falls literally to the best place he could ever fall to where he doesn't have to be, you know, this 12, 13 sack guy. He can literally be a seven to eight sack guy a year. Post is on the other side. You're playing next to Armstead and Kinlaw. And, you know, we talked about this in 20, 2019. How many first round picks did you have on the line on the defensive line? Right. You had four with D Ford. Yeah. Now you count Drake Jackson. He's a second round pick. Armstead, first round pick. Kinlaw, first round pick. Nick Bosa, first round pick. And then you got the guys behind him in the linebacking core. Like this defense, this front seven is going to challenge that 2019 front seven for, you know, who's going to be better. And I think this 2022 team is much deeper. But Drake Jackson, as long as he is healthy for this team, He's going to have some valuable snaps. He's going to make um, Nick Bosa's job a lot easier because eventually you're going to have to pick which side they're coming from, right? And can I see D'Amico saying, hey, Bosa and Drake line up on the same side like they did with D. Ford and Nick Bosa? Absolutely. Who's going to want to block that, right? That just the, the Niners have so many ways to attack offenses on defense. It's going to be a fun year on defense, I think. And I've been telling people who I work with, I think this team's a top. I think this team has the potential to be a top three defense in yes. points and yards. Period. Yes, I agree. If they're below top five, something has gone wrong. Correctly, I just I think they're that good. They're that loaded. Uh, sticking with the injuries, Dante Johnson looked like he had some sort of rib or core injury. We don't know. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. But the the biggest injury news. Aside from Drake Jackson, since we don't know, but the biggest diagnosed injury news came before the game started, Javi. Mm -hmm. Elijah Mitchell, hamstring injury. He's going to miss the entire preseason. I've said it over and over again. Hurt guys get hurt. hurt. That was the yeah. bugaboo with him last year. And here we go again. Yeah, he ended the season with an MCL issue. They had to get cleaned up. Um, he had a bunch, he had a couple injuries throughout the season. You know, he's just a smaller guy. And that's part of why he was drafted where he was drafted, right? Injury concerns, smaller school, but also Kyle Shanahan just runs through running backs. Like he changes his underwear. Like he just, it doesn't matter. Like these guys are going to get banged up because of the physical style of running game. They have, that's why they keep going through running backs. Debo Sam was like, Oh crap. They're down a running back. Now I got to get more touches. Right. But he's getting paid for it now. So, um, to me, as long as they can get Sermon and TDP up to speed, they're going to be fine in the running game. I don't have any concerns really with the running game. Kyle always finds a way to get this running game going. Now, you know, I ha I've been kind of critical of them taking another running back in the third round or whatever. It's like you got this guy Mason over here who's pretty darn good. You could have got your center of the future in the third round, but whatever. So but yeah, I mean, let's look at the running backs tonight. Jamichael Hasty, five carries, 36 yards. Ty Davis-Price, 10 carries, 36 yards. Jordan Mason, like you said, six carries for 30. Trey Sermon, six carries for 11 yards. But I actually thought Trey Sermon looked pretty good. You know, I, I use these preseason games as a way to kind of test some of the narratives that we've seen. And we kept hearing over and over again how good Trey Sermon looked. So I wanted to see him. I thought he was more decisive when he was running the ball. I didn't think he danced around enough. 
And I, it was, I was encouraged and it sounds like we're going to get to see all these guys this year. Cause so who knows what we're going to get in terms of health at the running back position. Yeah. I think they're going to carry four, right? You, you'll probably keep Trey TDP, obviously. And then Elijah Mitchell, of course. So then you got to figure out Mason or hasty. And I, I would probably just go with Mason at this point. hasty has been on this team a while. It's time to move on, right? I think that's, I think his time has already been up from his mistakes in special teams to the mistakes he makes in pass protection. You know, I, I would probably just go with TDP, Jordan Mason, Trey Sermon, and Elijah Mitchell. But I think Trey Sermon is going to be a guy that's going to break out this year. And I, I'm not saying he's going to have a thousand yards, but I think he's going to be a solid contributor where he's going to be, you know, 500, 600 yard ball carrier this year for the Niners. I think that is possible for him. And again, no George Kittle tonight, no Trent Williams. How do those guys look mm-hmm. running behind those two guys? Right. And that's, where you see the Niners get their most of their bread and bread, bread and butter when they when they got Kittle pulling or you're going directly behind Kittle and and Trent, you know you got you get a bunch of running lanes right. So <laughs> there's a lot of open wide open lanes for Elijah and Trey and TDP to get through, and I think TDP showed tonight that he's very very physical at the point of attack. So that's another thing. They're they're the running game is the least of my concerns on this team. Agreed. Uh, I just saw a quick update. Kyle Shanahan said Drake Jackson has a shoulder stinger. Thank you, Daniel Mayer, for alerting me to that. I, that's uh, in the postgame presser. He said that. I mean, they're calling it a shoulder stinger. We'll Look, see. We, know, we know what the 49ers say. <laughs> the first thing they say about the injury is not necessarily what the injury actually is. I mean, yeah. Remember when they said Raheem Mostert was going to be back, and then like an hour later he said he was done for the year? Let We don't know. What yeah. we don't know yet. They're like so he's he's back, and then his knee exploded. I'm like, right. no, like, come on, don't. So whatever. I mean, hopefully that hopefully it's true. Here's the thing: he's got time, even if it's a four week injury. There's still plenty of time. I mean, the 49ers literally have two weeks, 17 days actually, between the last preseason game and the start of the regular season. <clears> so you know, and they're least, fine, right? They're they're so deep along the defensive line that even if he does have to miss time, it's not the like, end of the world. I shouldn't I shouldn't act like it's a nonchalant thing with our second round pick, but you right. got Charles Amani here, you got um Samson Bukum, Kamiko Ture looked outstanding today, even on a third string defensive line. Like, <laughs> you know, you have pass rushers galore and you know, you can survive these injuries as long as they're minimal, right? Two, three weeks, something like that, to where you can keep rotating guys. And I think that's part of what the this is part of why the Niners have been so successful at the defensive line. You got you run out there every Sunday with 10, 10 guys. You're rotating. Everyone's fresh. You want to keep Bosa snaps limited, but you also want to keep Armstead fresh, right? And then once they need them down for those third and long situations or those, or those, those uh, f- first-year passing downs, you got your big guys in there, and they've, they're fresh even towards the end of the game and even towards the end of the season. Like Nick Bosa looked great towards the end of last season. Armstead looked much better towards the end of last season. Why? Because they're fresher, because they're not mm-hmm. having to be out there for, I remember the Chip Kelly days, DeForest Buckner, it still blows my mind. And yes. I, I remember it. 1,077 defensive snaps for DeForest Buckner with Chip Kelly. Like, that is insane. In one year. In one season. That is ridiculous, right? You don't see that now because the Niners and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, their philosophy is to build that, that defensive line. Um and, you know, you rotate like that. I always go back to the Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. They had nine, ten guys coming off, yep. coming in and out, right? And that's how you win. And that's part of what, you know, made them so special. And I think this Niners defense, they're going to continue. Trent Williams even said, he's like, Kyle, how many more defensive linemen you want? Like, what the hell? So I'm not too worried about it. As long as Drake Jackson gets himself healthy, he is still a rookie. You know, I'm not counting on him to be 
the next Reggie White. I'm just counting on him to be someone who can give you more than what D4 gave me, right? D4 gave me right. six games, eight games, whatever it was. If I get eight games out of Drake Jackson this year, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Tim Ryan said that Drake Jackson has a body like Bruce Smith. I thought that was a little over the top. Bruce Smith's one of the greatest pass rushers of all time. Body-wise, maybe, but Bruce Smith was just, he's a different man. They were a little, I mean, look, it's the 49ers announcers, so, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt. God, Greg Papa stinks. He was was not in in mid-season form, I'll just say (laughs) that. Uh, You're right about Nick Bosa, though. Nick Bosa played 75% of the 49ers snaps last year. Like, that he played every game, but he only played 75% of the snaps because they were so good that they were able to rotate guys and he was able to be effective. You know, it's one thing to say, like, okay, we need this guy in crunch time. It's another if he's played 90 snaps and he's, you know, just dragging out there. That wasn't the case. That's why he was so good. Yeah. And then they still won a playoff game without him. Right. They beat because, the Cowboys without him. Yeah. I was at the game. Like, Charles Emanuel was, was dog walking Tyron Smith, a future <laughs> Hall of Famer. Like, he was all over that guy. So, you know, it's, Defensively, they're going to be fine. From the linebackers, the only the only concern on defense I have, and people hate that I say it, and I'm not dissing Hufanga. He's the only guy that I'm concerned with on defense. From just his just a speed perspective, he concerns the hell out of me. That's really it. Did you see that weird play with him? He destroyed somebody. And Bernie saw it watching on the Facebook page. Are we going to talk about that weird flag for it? Wasn't even a flag on him. They called a face mask on him, I think, or something. It was just a weird situation. He didn't touch the face mask. Yeah, he drilled somebody. He he can hit, man. The he refs can are play the wood. The refs are in midseason form, though. <laughs> God. Yeah. They need to get rid of the taunting penalty. That needs to go away already. Like, what are we doing? These are these are grown men. If you can't handle a little bit of trash talk, like you shouldn't be playing NFL football. Like, what I, are we doing? completely agree with you we'll continue to take your questions your comments please keep them coming we got to get to the other story and this really doesn't involve the 49ers per se it actually involves the new york jets yet yes yeah that's the key (laughs) word so if you didn't see it or you're unaware zach wilson had a non-contact knee injury for the jets he went down it did not look good it it happened on a play where he was cutting back it looked very similar to when a certain 49ers quarterback cut back and tore his ACL. We don't know right now what the injury is. I've seen some people saying it is a torn ACL. I've seen some people saying it's not. Robert Sala, after the game, said they think the ACL is intact. He's going to have an MRI. We'll find out. If it is a torn ACL and he's gone for the year, Javi, the New York Jets have entered the Jimmy Garoppolo chat. Yeah, absolutely. Like The, the Jets, the Jets offseason – Reminded me a lot of the Niners 2019 offseason. Like they're wanting to win now. Like whether that's just get to nine wins or just make the playoffs. Like they're wanting to win now. Their window is now. You have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. You cannot waste this window. Now, if he's hurt, obviously, you know, you gotta gotta maximize the rest of this roster with somebody who's competent. You know, we can talk a whole bunch of junk on Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's still a competent starting NFL quarterback. Um, and he would work well with LaFleur, obviously, because he was with LeFleur in San Francisco. Robert Sala is familiar with his limitations, whatever else he can do. And offensively, they know how to mask his deficiencies and make things work. In New York, it's not like they have a, a down-the-field threat. It would be very similar in the offense, what they're doing. They have a decent run game. Lakin Tomlinson's over there. The offensive line should be okay. Defensively, they're going to they're gonna be pretty good. Like It's a good situation for him to play in New York, whether that's the Jets or the Giants. I'm still of the belief the Niners have to cut him 
Um, I don't think anyone's really going to want to take on his contract. I think the league knows it. It's kind of what we said, though, the entire 2021 season. Like, look, the Niners shot themselves in the foot with this entire Jimmy Garoppolo situation. You publicly shopped him. You publicly, <laughs> you know, went, you know, you were swiping right on every other quarterback, right? Publicly, <laughs> right? So the rest of the league, you, you devalued, you, you devalued, devalued your own asset that way, right? So the rest of the league's like, what the hell? If Kyle can't get, can't get any more out of him, what the hell am I going to get out of him, right? Yep. So if, if his peak is what we've seen, a team like the Jets would benefit greatly from him. A team like the Giants would benefit greatly from him. A team like the Steelers would benefit from him because yes. all three of those teams need to win. And the Giants with Brian Dable, I don't know. Okay, I take that back. Not the Giants. Brian Dable's probably looking for his next quarterback. But the Jets and the Steelers, um, you know, even the Texans, they may want to be in a situation where they get to that 7, 8, 9, 10 win area. And they can do that with a guy like Garoppolo. He's not going to get you all those 10 wins. But if you have a decent enough roster around him, he's going to help provide those wins. I, If I'm Robert Sala and you know for sure it's an ACL or it's a significant injury to where he's going to miss significant snaps, why wouldn't you, right? Do you really want to be picking that high again, right, in this next draft class? You know, granted, granted, if they stink, then they get the second pick. Then It's not like they're going to take another quarterback. They can get a haul for that second pick for C.J. Stroud or, or Bryce Young, whatever it is. But if I'm the Jets... Robert Sala, he's got this is his third year. This is year three. Yeah, year three. He's got to win. Is it three or two? Oh, never mind. It's two. I'm sorry. It's this be year two. It'd be year but two. Still. He's got to win. He's on a four year contract. Like he can't yeah. have a losing season again, especially in New York. This isn't San Francisco. In New York, they will they will <laughs> throw hardball questions at you, right? They will press you. And he has to win. Joe Douglas, he's on, you know, this is his call to do this. Like, you got to find a way to do that. And if it's gonna get Jimmy Garoppolo, then go get him. Now, are the Niners going to pay part of his salary to trade him? No. If if it means okay, Rob, question, question. If the Jets say, "Hey, look, we'll give you a 2023 second round pick, but you have to eat 10 million dollars Jimmy Garoppolo's contract," do you do that? So what you're asking me is, would I be willing to pay 10 million dollars for a second round pick? Um, maybe, but that's what the return would have. It would have to be so high because they're not doing that for a fourth. They're not because no. if they cut him, they get all the money back. Uh, by the way, Chris Maldonado says, Jimmy to the Jets for anything. I'll be cool with a seventh-round pick <laughs> and a cold drink. Michael Murphy on the Facebook page says, Jimmy to the Jets for a new Whirlpool and Subway sandwiches for the team for that last pass last season. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Outstanding. But, no, to answer your question, $10 million for a second-round pick? Ah, man, I don't know. I, I think about it. but Remember, the Niners don't have any first-round picks. Right. right? And if the Niners are expected to be good next year, that means their second, their current 2023 second round pick could be anywhere between 25 and 32, right? And if the Jets get Jimmy and Jimmy's not, we know who Jimmy is, right? Let's say the Jets end up with a six or seven win team. You're in the middle of the second round. You can package that, get yourself back in the first, or just take two big swings in the second round. True. Right? Because we know this team's going to need a safety and we know this team needs a center. Like, those have got to in my, and I'm still going to preach this until college Shanahan freaking does it. Get a center <laughs> that is going to grow with Trey Lance. I'm tired of this. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not like it's an unimportant position for Kyle too. Mm. It's, it's, it's massive. He's willing to pay for a center. They, they gave the bag to Weston Richburg and he was good. He was really, really good, yeah. but his, his health just took a crap. And then Alex Mack was like, well, I'm going to retire after I get married and, 
do weird things with my wife and I'm not going to come back. Oh, okay, cool. Like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it for Daniel there. You can, yeah. you're paying 10 million for a potential Drake Jackson. I would pay that. Yes. But, or you're paying 10 million for uh, Dante AJ Pettis. Jenkins. You're, you're Dante Pettis. Yeah. I mean, AJ was a first round pick sadly, but fair, fair. Yeah. So we don't know, but you know, you, you should have uh confidence in the 49ers scouting. I think they've earned that. Um, so that that's just something to monitor. So it, it's we could potentially wake up in a world this week, Javi, and maybe it's this week. We don't know. We're still waiting for the Deshaun Watson ruling. But if Watson gets a year, which I think he's going to, and this injury to Zach Wilson is serious, do you potentially have teams essentially fighting over Jimmy Garoppolo? John Lynch would be in his office <laughs> smiling so big, right? And I... It's going to come off wrong. I'm not giving John Lynch any credit for this. Oh, None. yeah. No, I'm not. You just you you fell into this situation, right? Because you had nothing after the surgery, right? You were waiting for an injury. And that's it's terrible to say. Or you were waiting to see what's going on in Cleveland. Like if Cleveland's if let's say the Browns and, and Deshaun is suspended for 12 games, like that's a win now team. There's no way they're going to roll with Jacoby Brissett. But can they really theoretically pay that much for Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes, they can afford it, but do they want to? And then you get this whole situation with the Jets. Do you help out your buddy Robert Sala or do you help out the Browns? Like I would, I think the Niners would try to do right by Jimmy in this case and send him to the Jets because he's familiar with those two guys. Right. And I know, oh, don't do right by Jimmy. He did the surgery late, blah, 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 blah. But there's a level of professionalism that John Lynch exudes because he's a former player that is going to want to make sure his guy is taken care of. And if, if, if this is the case with the Jets, that is probably the best case scenario for Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree that I wouldn't give the team a ton of credit. I said it a million times. Hope is not a strategy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hit the flush on the river, you know, like it works out for you through no, yeah. through no, you know, fault of your own or no credit to you, I suppose. Um, but we'll see. So that that's going to get interesting. That's going to heat up. I think uh, I sh- we should hear about this Browns thing. I cannot believe they didn't rule today. Like he played in the preseason game today and he was awful, by the way, if anybody that, saw, that <laughs> noticed there was a large contingent uh, contingent of fans that were chanting F bombs at Deshaun Watson yeah. during the game, which I, I can't say I endorse, but it was nice to see that some fans don't just forget everything as soon as the helmet comes on. But uh, I don't want to get, too far off track here because we are supposed to be talking about the 49ers. Uh, apparently, Kyle Shanahan said Javarius Ward, groin, and Elijah Mitchell hamstring have soft injury, uh, tissue injuries. Won't be available next week, Shanahan said. They'll see about the week after that. So that's kind of interesting. Maybe it's possible that that Elijah Mitchell comes back before the end of the preseason, but like, why would you? Just just wait at that point. Just keep yeah. him out. And there's, there's no reason. I think preseason is stupid. Just that's <laughs> whatever couple other weird things that I heard first Robbie gold is going to do the kickoffs this year because according to Greg Papa they want with Mitch Wisnowski to concentrate fully on being a punter and this is my question was doing the kickoff so distracting that that's what caused him to go into the tank the second half of the year last year like that's you've got the ancient bones of Robbie gold doing kickoffs and they think he's going to be better at it than Mitch Wisnowski. That just struck me as, <clears throat> you know what it is? What is it? Leg fatigue. <laughs> Her arm fatigue is leg fatigue. <laughs> um, 
what even when Robbie Robbie filled in for Mr. Wisnowski last year. Remember he had a couple yeah. like Robbie's in the, the Rams punt. game. Yeah, he's the punt god. He's the kickoff god. He's the field goal. You know, he, I mean, he's not the greatest field goal kicker, you know, we've ever seen, but he's been pretty, you know, lights out in crunch time for us. So I hope having him do kickoffs doesn't give Robbie gold leg fatigue either, right? Like, what are we doing? You know, so you don't want to risk that. But also, we also know Robbie inside of 40 is pretty much automatic. So true. That's weird. Like, maybe don't draft a punter in the fourth round. I don't know. Like, you can get these guys undrafted. Like, what are you doing? You're not going to extend this guy, I don't think. You didn't extend Bradley Pinion, and look what he does in Tampa. He's much better than he was in San Francisco. Like, right. maybe we just need a better special teams coach. Like, because we still had a, we still had a, we still had a uh, special teams blunder today. Like, what are you doing? Multiple. Can we talk like, about that for a second? Tower is gone. Like, what are we doing? So this was so typical 49ers. Trey Lance throws the touchdown. Yeah, 76 yards. Everything's good. Immediately after that. Packers have a massive kickoff return immediately after that. Like there it is again. And then later in the game, the, the ball is kicked off towards the sideline. And what you're supposed to do is when it's coming towards the sideline as a returner, you stick your foot out of bounds and then you touch the ball because what that does is it makes it a legal procedure and you get the ball at the 40 yard line. Well, what happened with Jermichael hasty? He catches the ball and then puts his foot out of bounds, which is the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do, which to me goes to coaching. They're coaching it wrong. And I thought we were past this. Or it's just a brain fart. And look, sometimes you just can't not. I mean, this in the nicest way possible. Sometimes you can't fix stupid. Like (laughs) you should know better as a player, right? Like I'm pretty sure. What in what way is that nice? What is the nicest way possible of that (laughs) comment? But the. at some point, like the, you know, this stuff is being coached. Like this stuff has to has to be coached, and it's up to the player to remember what you were coached on, right? Like, yep. at some point, we have to put some, you know, some onus on the player. Like, hey, we told you don't do that, <laughs> right? Like, right. Jamichael, you're on your last leg with this team, anyways. Like, you're not helping your case with this. Yes. If not, we'll get Debo Samuel to return kickoffs, like he did in the playoff game, right? Explosive kickoff return. Who? What happens when you put your best players in really good positions, right? I mean, you don't want to do that every game with Debo, but the point is, Debo is not normally a, a special teams guy, and he executed what he had to do with no problem. Like these guys who are who are special teamers yes. should know how to be special teamers. Like, what are you doing? And if you know, we lost two games last year because of special teams. Two right. games, both Seattle games because of special teams. And that's not a small play. That difference in yardage, that's like a 20 or 30 yard difference in yardage there. You know, like it, it matters. It changes your play calling. It changes your field position. It changes how you're going to go out there in your first on the drive. Like it just changes everything. It changes the entire playbook or what Kyle's going to be wanting to run from whatever portion of the field. Like it all matters. People are like all oh, special teams. I'm like, no, it, it matters from kickoffs to punts to everything. It matters. You have to have a competent level of, of special teams. Like we were 31st or. Yeah, 31st. And special teams won us a playoff game because they did their job that day. Because they like, played the 32nd ranked special Yeah, team. like, what are we doing? Like, I don't... We'll see if they fix it. I think the, I think they're coached well enough to where they'll fix it. We'll see how this goes and maybe don't let Michael Hasty on the team anymore. That's part of it, too. So sometimes you just have to um, change your people or change your people. At this point, with Jamichael Hastie, you're going to have to change that player. He's going to have to go. 
Nathan watching on the Facebook page. I've never been so pumped for a preseason game. It didn't disappoint. I cannot wait for week one. Trey looked confident. Jackson was as advertised. Gray was fast. Womack, wow. It was a good day for rookies. And I'm yeah, I'm kind of lumping Trey Lance into that because he's essentially is a rookie. I don't yeah, 10 quarters doesn't make that big of a difference. But yeah, everybody, I mean, Danny Gray, like nice to see Danny Gray flash a little bit because I had heard that in practice he was kind of up and down. And that's something that Kyle talked about. One of the things that he values about preseason games is he likes to see how guys do when the lights come on, right? Yeah. Do you do you some guys get better, some guys get worse. And it looked like at least for one day, and I'm again, I'm trying to keep everything in perspective, but for one game, Danny Gray looked pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we all, and I think people forget, like Debo Samuel said it in the Super Bowl year. He's like, look, it took me till like week eight to figure out this playbook, right? This takes time for these guys. And Kyle's tough on these guys. Kyle's tough on the guys that he believes in, right? He believed in Dante Pettis. He wiltered under the pressure. Ayuk was like, all right, man, screw you. I'm going to, I'm going to do this and we're going to get this figured out. Danny Gray, hopefully he, you know, he's under the microscope now. Hopefully he comes through and works his way all the way through it. Today is a step in the right direction. Uh, he had some really good practice reps, according to the guys who were at, at training camp, but he also had some bad reps. Like that's going to come with him as a rookie. He played at SMU. It's not like he played LSU or <laughs> Alabama, right? So he's got some growing pains to go through. Um, but I think he'll be just fine. If, it, if literally all they're asking to do is the go ball, like, all right, Hey, Danny, just stretch the field, please, or go on this clear out round the seam and Kittle's going to be behind you. Just make sure you run block for us, please. You know what I mean? Just simple stuff like that in the first half of the season. Do I expect him <clears throat> to suit up all 16 games, 17 games this year? No, but do I, I do expect him to be a guy who might get you 20, 25 receptions for 300 or so yards and a couple touchdowns. Like I think that's a realistic expectation for your fourth wide receiver. Trey Lance uh, was at the podium a little while ago. He gave a review of his 76-yard touchdown pass. Quote, throw it to the fast guy. Yeah, it's kind of a joke, but also, like, sometimes it is that simple. That's mm -hmm. what you got to do. It was nice to see that. I mean, in that Colts game last year, we were all screaming for the 49ers to throw the damn ball down the field. And the one time they did it is when they went right down the field and scored a touchdown. Sometimes it does break Dude. down. I remember that. I was at that oh, game. I was oh, at that game. Man. Uh getting poured, dumped on in the rain. They're like, well, it was raining and they didn't they Jimmy couldn't Carson Wentz was chucking it all over the damn field. Mm -hmm. You could you cannot tell me that Jimmy Garoppolo could not chuck it across the field. Like, what are we doing here? And they went down the score three in three plays for one, you know, went, went right one out point. of the like, half. What, yeah, like what are we doing? Like, don't don't make excuses for stuff that you you know you can do. So this was a little weird from Trey Lance. He had one run in the game. It was a seven-yard scramble where he, he stepped up in the pocket, took off, got a first down or close to it. It was just short, actually. And he slid, and he didn't take a hit, which was nice. Apparently, he said, quote, I got down. That was my first time sliding in my whole entire life. So that was good. I, I don't know. I played a lot of sports as a kid. I slid before I was 22 years old. I can say that confidently. <laughs> He's never slid in his life. Maybe he didn't slide in a game before. And that was a question I brought up to Jordan. No one gave me an answer. I guess he wasn't sliding in practice. And that's a big part of him being a mobile quarterback. Yes. Avoid the hits. Why is Russell Wilson so successful? It's a late slide, but he slides. He avoids the big hit. Mm -hmm. You know, Colin Kaepernick would get out of bounds. He wouldn't really necessarily slide. Um Michael Vick would die for it. Lamar knows how to slide. Like you have to be able to slide in this league, like protect yourself as well. Like Trey, we get it. You're a big dude, but 
Darius Leonard exists. Aaron Donald <laughs> exists. Like, hey, man, you might want to get down. Bobby Wagner's a Ram now. Like, you know, he's still, you know, he was in Seattle too. But the point is, these guys are coming just as fast towards you as you're going towards them. You might want to get down, right? And they're going to come for your head or they're going to come for your upper body or shoulder. Slide, get out of the way, protect yourself. That's that's encouraging to see because last year he was just going head first and everything. Yep. You know, we saw in the Arizona game, I'm just going to dive forward. Like, Trey, chill out, bro. Slide, protect yourself. Shoot, get a penalty because they're going to they're going to call it if you get right. a late hit or even close to a late hit. They're going to call it. So slide. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? And and if nothing else, it kind of speaks to like a little bit of an evolution, right? He didn't slide last year. He slid today. Now, again, it was one play, one time. But it we matters. saw in that Cardinals game, they're down at the goal line. There's two linebackers coming right at him. And he thinks, I'm just going to lower my head and plow through it. And he got absolutely destroyed. destroyed yeah. Like, so maybe this is him kind of learning. Yeah, it's like Isaiah Simmons and Xavier Collins are not small. Like, what are you doing, bro? That's 500 pounds of man hitting you as you're going. Like, come on, slide or get out of bounds. Protect yourself. You are the future of this team. You have to be, you know, there has to be a level of awareness there to get down or get out of bounds and protect yourself. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to watch Nate Sudfeld or Brock Purdy. Hell no. You know, it's not like we can call up Nick Mullins to save the day anymore. You know what I mean? So, and Jimmy Garoppolo's still on the roster. So protect yourself. Come on. Yes. M Santana one-on-one says, Javi missed hearing him on the pod. I think everybody's missed. You're getting a lot of love in the comments. Javi. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a busy, busy time in my house. So yes. I, uh, I, I don't know if I told anybody, but I got a really big promotion. So I work, I don't know, 12, 14 hours a day now. So it's crazy. So I appreciate everybody showing love. I want to get back on the pod. This feels good. This feels at home, Rob. Yes. So this, this feels awesome. So well, like I said, you are host emeritus. So anytime you want to hop in, we'd love to have you. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually seeing this. Uh, Trey Lance is getting a lot of love because on the touchdown pass to Danny Gray, Trey runs down the field and grabs the ball and makes sure to give it to Danny Gray because that's his first touchdown in the NFL, yeah. just like Muhammad Sanu did in the preseason when Lance threw a touchdown pass to him. Sanu made sure to get the ball to give it to Trey Lance. He seems to be doing a lot of these leadership type stuff, like little small things like that, man. He gets it. Yeah, he returns texts. He does FaceTime oh. calls. Uh, he calls his teammates back. You know what I mean? Like, imagine the guy, that. The guy gets it. And I think that's part of, I think Kyle spoke about it, you know, when they drafted him. You know, they, they like the player, they love the human. And the human, you know, of it is going to help with the team camaraderie, right? Like, hey, this guy, is, he gets it. He's down. He, you know, he got our back. We got his back. It's going to go a long way. I'm not saying Jimmy wasn't a team player, but the little jab with the tech stuff. That's kind of a big deal, right? Like, Hey man, we paid you big money. At least you can do is return our damn phone call. Right. And, you know, with Kyle and, or with Lance, you know, a kiddo with kiddo would joke on Twitter. Hey, uh, just FaceTime Trey Lance. He didn't answer me. And then he'd shoot the screenshot back. Well, he called me right back. So yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's important as a, as a, as a quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, you need to be that leader. Like you need to be that guy in the locker room. And I think they did. I think they got it right. There's going to be some growing pains. I think the fan base needs to be patient with him. I know that's a tough thing to do with the 49ers fans. But for me personally, I'm – bro, I haven't seen a Super Bowl in 26 years. I'm patient. It's going to come. It'll happen. <laughs> that, that Probably. Um, Jimmy only texts porn stars back. Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, it, it's – I think they got it right. I think Kyle is more convicted in his decision 
this year than he was last year, right? Yeah. He he wanted Trey to win that job last year. He just couldn't give it to him. And I think, you know, Kyle even spoke about it. Like he just, he was just a little too raw, which is fine. Understood. Although you and I and many others say, just get him out there. But there was really yeah. no right or wrong answer with this. Like, look, they got to an NFC title game. Obviously they didn't win it all, but that was a hell of a ride in 2021. Now you're starting fresh and we'll see where this goes, man. I'm, I'm excited. This team, if, if not for nothing, this defense is going to be one for the ages, I think. David watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page says you will be in the playoff picture. We better be in the playoff picture. The NFC is weaker than me, and I'm 5'10 and 140 pounds, okay? Like, look at the NFC right now. You've got the Rams, of course, defending Super Bowl champions. The Buccaneers, as long as Tom Brady's there. The Packers, who are going to be good, although we don't fear them in the playoffs. And maybe the Cowboys or the Eagles in the East. Like, I like going to be in the playoffs. So do I. I think they're winning the. I think they're winning yeah. that division. But like you're telling me right now, the 49ers are not going to be one of the top seven teams in the NFC. Of course they are. Barring some crazy injuries, they should be within the top five. Yes, that should that should that's where they should be. Like I don't believe in the Cardinals. We obviously know Seattle's rebuilding. This Cardinal thing is really really weird. From the contract, from yep. Kyler, from Steve Kime and and Kate Cliff Kingsbury, like it just feels really really weird. It feels off, right? This feels like Seattle of last year off, right? Russell wants out, blah blah blah. It's a little dicey in Arizona. Fine, cool. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Carolina, we'll see. Maybe Baker helps them out. Make maybe helps them win a couple of games. Tampa should be good. Saints, I don't believe in, and. Atlanta, please. Um, Philly and Dallas. I live down here in Dallas. I live down here in Texas. Dallas's defense is atrocious. The offensive line is in shambles. Zeke, are we sure Zeke can get you a thousand yards anymore? Like they're not as talented as they once were. They don't have any wide receivers. You traded Amari Cooper. Um, the uh, other guy from Colorado State, Mike Gallup, he tore his ACL late in the year. He yep. won't be back till middle of the season. They lost another wide receiver from to uh, plantar fasciitis. He's out for a while. They got C.D. Lamb and me and you at wide receiver. Like that's it, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I mean, I think the Niners should be okay. And I think some of the monitors is Matthew Stafford elbow thing, right? Like I think that's a that is something we should all be watching. Like, is Matt Stafford going to make it through a season this he- year? And I love Matt Stafford. I love Matt Stafford, but hey, man, this that that elbow is not not for play. You take one good hit there, you take a sack. They are on turf in at uh, SoFi. He lands on it wrong. We saw Jimmy land on his elbow wrong, and he ends up messing up his shoulder. Like, could he damage his elbow worse? The Niners could win the, the NFC West by default, right? I mean, the Rams look. They won the NFC title game last year, but they also lost six straight before that, and that includes two with Stafford. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a given that they're going to win this division at all. Yeah. So let's see. But I I mean, you're telling me right now they better be in the playoff picture. They absolutely better be. Even That's if Trey floor. Lance isn't great. That's still the floor. The rest of this team is so damn loaded. And we I just felt like watching them tonight. I was like, this team is on another level. And I get that it's preseason, but they had 20 guys that didn't suit up. Yeah, twenty guys that are really better than the guys that were on the field, and they still look this good. Like you have you have the best left tackle in football who didn't play, arguably the best linebacker in football didn't play, arguably a top three tight end. You got 
Debo and Ayuk, both guys are probably top 15, top 25 wide receivers, and Debo gives you a whole bunch of other stuff. Jimmy Ward, underrated safety. To various more, if Jimmy Ward is there, that does, that play doesn't happen. Like the, we just know that, right? Like <laughs> they are they are stacked all the way through this this roster. It's gonna be a scary sight. Like this team potentially, you know, I said going into the year, look, nine wins is the floor, and I say nine wins is the floor because Jimmy Jimmy gave you nine wins, right? I know they won ten, but Jimmy gave you nine wins. You mean to tell me Trey can't get you nine, right? And then you win a couple games because your defense, or your special teams help you out. You know, you can get to 10, 12, 10, 11, 12 wins. You're right where you need to be, right? And if you get a, you get a home playoff game, you got to go on the road, whatever. But if you get one home playoff game and Levi's has turned into a pretty good home field advantage during the playoffs. Yes. That's a, that's a good position to be in. I, I like the way this team is going. I think Kyle, I was thinking about it on the drive home. I'm like, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have pretty much, they could have potentially built a juggernaut on defense and potentially if Lance is who we all think he is a juggernaut on offense. And that's something that can just continue to grow and grow. And I, I like the way Steve Young said, he's like, look, what we saw from Trey Lance was a two versus the Texans. We're going to get to see him all get all the way to 10. So if what we saw is a two with the Texans, just give me, just give me to a seven and I'd be yeah, happy. Right. You know what I mean? Like shoot. So it's, it's an exciting time to be a 49er fan. As long as this team stays healthy, they're going to be good. you got a lot of stuff to root for, 49ers fans. This is going to be a good year. Um, and barring any injuries, they're going to be in the playoffs. I, I have no doubt in my mind they'll be in the playoffs. It's just going to be so much fun. When Trey Lance drops back and I start to see him wind up, and I know I can tell he's looking deep, I think something good is going to happen. <laughs> when Jimmy Garoppolo did the same thing, I felt like, oh, don't throw it. God. Don't throw it. Don't throw right. it. Can he get sacked, please? So we can just <laughs> hand it to Debo on the next play. <laughs> for, but, for, for those people on Twitter, uh, there's everyone's seen Independence Day where he's like, Jimmy, no. And the guy's <laughs> flying and he, he ends up getting crashing. Yeah. Like this, I feel more confident with Trey throwing the ball off the screen. Like when you're watching on TV, like what's who's who's beyond that black line on my TV? Who's over there? <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, I feel way more confident in it. I, I, I'm excited, man. I uh, I almost bought a Trey Lance jersey. I'm like, nope, wait, wait, wait till the extension, and mm-hmm. we're good. I, Even I, then, this is the weird thing. Colin Kaepernick got the extension. I know. And you shouldn't have bought his jersey. Jimmy Garoppolo got the deal. You shouldn't have bought his jersey. It's even when they get the extension, sometimes <sighs> it's weird. I, that's why I only have a – right now I have a Willis, Bowman, and Fred. I'm good with those three. I'm good there. I have a Gore, but uh, I just took it down. And it yeah. will never be displayed again because oh, uh, uh, the ugly, ugly allegations that just came out about him. So disappointing. Um, but now Russ, I put the Kittle up in the background this time. So that'll be there. We'll see. We got a long way to go before Trey Lance signs the extension. Uh, Al watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page says you don't buy the jersey until they win the Super Bowl. Same well, thing. then I would have no gear. Right, and you're going to be sporting a Deion Sanders jersey. I do have, I do have a Steve Young throwback that I won in a bet at the Cowboys Niners playoff game because I went with a buddy from work, and he was quiet on the entire ride up to the game. We get to the stadium, he's around his all his Cowboy buddies. He gets all huffy puffy. He's like, "We're gonna smoke y'all, blah blah blah." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Then put put some money up. He's like, "All right, we'll put a jersey on it." I go, "Okay, cool." a throwback Mitchell and S Jersey, not the cheap one, the $350 one. He's like, all right, bet. Okay, cool, man. That dude sat down the entire game. Don't talk <laughs> to me. Come on now. Yeah. And people forget that game was like 23 to seven. in the third game should have been was... a, it should have been a blowout. 
Yes, it absolutely should have been. Jimmy Garoppolo did everything he could to keep the damn Cowboys in the game. Ugh. Whatever. Christ. We're past all, all that. It's Trey Lance season. That's right. And it kicked off in a great way tonight. Awesome work. Again, for people, I see people asking that maybe have joined late. Drake Jackson did go out. They're calling it a stinger. Don't don't exhale just yet. We'll see what develops with that later in the week. But overall, it was a very good night for the 49ers. Almost everybody stayed healthy. Trey Lance is healthy. Now he's not going to play next week, we don't think, because they have the joint practices with the Vikings, I believe, on Wednesday and Thursday next week. That's going to be kind of like the second preseason game. But we'll see what happens. We will be here with you, of course, all week and after the game, every 49ers postgame. We will be here live with you talking about it. And Javi, you are welcome on every and any one of those. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks, everybody, for the comments. Love y'all. You are the man. Podcast host emeritus, Javi Vega. Please continue, rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. We're so grateful for all the support. Plenty of good stuff coming, including Jerry Rice is going to join us on Monday. Getting Looking forward to talking to Jerry. And obviously, got a lot to go over now after coming off of this game. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. I'm calling into work, Rob. That's oh, it. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's comeback season. It's Javi comeback season. Oh, man. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. 